Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. Oh my God, have we got a show for you tonight. Oh my God, have we got a show for you tonight. First of all, we got Trevia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. That comes up at 10. Tracy Morgan tickets will be given away. It's going to be at the State Theater Saturday, October 15th. And uh, Tracy Morgan's going to be calling in later. We get Tracy on the show. And uh, also, uh, Bobby Collins is going to be calling in later. We get him on the show. And uh, right now... I uh, have the perfect opening because this has been uh, happening for the last couple of weeks, and we're trying to get this together to do it. Uh, with all the high school football injuries that have been going on, I uh, wanted to get uh, talk to someone that I trust who has a grasp on the whole uh, high school football situation. So I went and I got the quarterback whisperer. I got the quarterback guru. I got the man who has trained more high school and college quarterbacks in New Jersey than just about anybody. Uh, from Elite QB, where my son uh, takes lessons, Matt Bistardi is here. How are you doing, my friend? Steve, thank you very much for having me on. All right, now give us, uh, the, tell, tell us your resume. Tell us, tell us uh, uh, all about you. Do you. Okay, you want me to go all the way back? I mean, 60 years is a very long time. 60 years. Well, I'm, I stopped counting. <laughs> he had his leather years. helmet. He had, uh, uh, no, no face mask. No face mask. Yeah, we didn't get many neck injuries back then. Maybe there's something to that. How about I don't that, know. Right? But, uh, no, but anyway, long story short is uh, when I graduated from the University of Delaware in 1980, I started coaching just by accident. Um, now, you were a quarterback at Delaware, right? I played quarterback one year, my freshman year, right. and then I was in the baseball program for a couple of years. Did you play with Scott Bruner? Uh, Scott was in my class, yes. Scott, How about that? Scott was the number one quarterback in that class. The number two quarterback, um, or the co-number one with Scott, was a guy named Jeff Comlo. Uh -huh. And both Scott that. and Jeff wound up in the NFL. Um, if I recall properly, Scott redshirted his sophomore year, and the other uh, person I'm talking about, Jeff Comlo, wound up being, I think, a starter for three years. Now, when he graduated and I believe was drafted and played for the Detroit Lions, the fifth year there, Scott, in 1980, I believe it was, was the starting quarterback at Delaware. And, of course, Scott had a fabulous year, went on to, uh, I believe, get drafted and played for the Giants. Yeah, and, uh, I got a funny story about Scott. It, it, I just tell you. Uh, nothing like having r bad luck of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> University of Delaware had never had an NFL quarterback, and then in my class, the two guys in front of me are wound up in the NFL. But uh, great lesson uh, learned there, and uh, but it worked out really well for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I was very fortunate that um, all throughout my years of playing football, and I guess I was pretty typical back then of kids who were, quote, jocks, is played football, basketball, and baseball. Right. Well, I played a lot of baseball, and consequently the following fall, 
uh, my sophomore year, I was I was fortunate to walk on and make the varsity baseball team in Delaware. Um, didn't play a whole lot. Admittedly, I was marginal. Right. Um, but the fact that I was able to make it um, just was really quite an experience because Delaware's baseball program, especially back then, was outstanding. We were in the top 20 in the country every year. So you so you you leave uh, football. You you graduate Delaware, mm-hmm. and then you start getting into coaching, oh. and you start getting into high school coaching, and it was college stri- coaching. It was strictly an accident. It, yeah, it, how how this ever happens when you look back on it, it, you would never have planned it. And of course, it wasn't. But um, my last couple of years at Delaware, when I was playing baseball. I was being followed by the Phillies and the Orioles, and um, one of the scouts for the Phillies, a guy named Joe Riley, wanted me to play in a league in Philadelphia called the Pendell League, and it was a league where there were a lot of college guys played, and some former major leaguers who were, you know, coming down after being in the bigs, and, uh, you know, he wanted me to play there because he felt it was better competition than what I was playing at in the summers. In South Jersey, I'm from Summers Point originally, and uh, you know it was a great experience. I was really good ball club, played for a, a club called Magnolia Bridesburg, and um, you know I was playing there and doing pretty well for a couple years. And I was living in Trenton, and um, there was one night I was living on Greenwood Avenue in Trenton, right across from the train station. I'd go out every night with a, 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 a lead bar and get 200 swings. You know, just on air. Just and swing, sometimes swing play through. baseball. <laughs> and, well, so down the street, there's a high school kid who, was, uh, who would come out and he was watching me, and he'd come down, and we started chatting. His name was Chris Stout, and Chris right. was a, um, a junior at um, McCorston High School. And, you know, we'd start talking, and he'd say, uh, did you ever play football? And I said, well, yeah, I used to play football. And he goes, well, you know, we could use a, a coach at my high school, another coach. And I said, well, you know, I'm pretty busy with baseball. Why would I want to coach? He goes, well, you said you like to play football, right? I said, well, that was a long time ago. Well, long story short, he talked me into coming down and meeting uh, the head coach at McCorston, and this was 1981, I believe, or 82, and that was Kevin Hardiman. And, and you know, Kevin, great guy, you know, asked me if I wanted to do something with the quarterbacks that day while I was there, and so I started helping out, and i got to be honest with you, I got hooked right away. You really, did you like forget how much you knew as, you know, from playing when you start coaching the quarterbacks? Because you really know what you're doing. As a matter of fact, I just want to get this guy on real fast. It's Mike in Montgomery. And uh, you you coached his children. And we've got him on the phone. Hey, Mike, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Hey, listen, Matt. Matt is one of the best coaches you'll ever see in your life. Wow. He uh, coached my kids, and I just want to give him a big shout-out because he Im- influenced them to quit, play college sports. Now, where, where are they playing? Uh, well, they, they played in Montgomery in Pop Warner football. He was one of the best coaches ever, and they ended up playing at Rutgers and lacrosse. Wow, How about that? too kind. Look at that. too kind. Thank you, Mike. You know what? I, I, I can say the same thing because I see the work. I see the improvement in my son. You know, what is it? Like, what is it about you that you're able to teach these kids or get through to them? Well, I'll tell you. I relate my experience, and i got to be brutally honest with you, Steve. I didn't. I didn't know, have any clue how to play quarterback when I was playing in high school. Now, when I got to Delaware, 
I found out, you know, of course, the hard way and right away that, oh, my God, look at these guys. And they were tremendous. And, you know, you mentioned Scott Brunner. I mean, Scott was much more than just an outstanding athlete. I mean, his mechanics his, of the offense, which was the wing tee at the time, a very intricate offense, high skill uh, requirement to be a quarterback in that offense. I mean, I had a good arm, I think. And, you know, I was also pretty fast. But to combine those in the skill of executing the offense, uh, that was something that was a little bit beyond my level. But um, when I started coaching, I realized right away how little I knew. I mean, apart from when I was at Delaware, and I could see how much better these guys all were than me, I, you know, you just realize it's, oh, my God, you know, look at how far I'm behind on these guys. It was like, welcome, welcome to the real world. So when I started coaching, I remembered that, and I made it a point to absorb and learn as much as I could of the technical aspects of coaching the position. All right, Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. I've got Matt Bastardi in here, quarterback guru, quarterback yeah. whisperer. He whispers to the quarterbacks, wow, the ball. So, uh, Get rid of it fast. We want to talk about what's going on, the high school injuries that have been happening this past year, high school coaching in general. And if you've got any questions, if you've got kids playing high school sports, if you've got quarterbacks, if you've got football players, anything you want to know, very hard to always get to the coach. Coaches are busy. They're working on the teams. Maybe you've got questions that you know, you'd know you want to ask or things you don't understand, and we're going to get to that coming up. 1-800-283-101.5. i uh, got to tell you, fall is here. That means cool the weather, and it also means those nagging pains can be even worse. Now is the time to do something about it. Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab will have you back to doing what you want or need to do with no pain. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. No prescriptions needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Clark, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Football quarterback coach Matt Bastardi from Elite Quarterback in the house. All right, so coach, uh, he coaches college and high school quarterbacks all throughout New Jersey. Youth as well. Uh, and, 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 and where youth? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. As soon as they pick up a football, Matt Bastardi shows up at the door. <laughs> I am here for you. <laughs> well, it's a good time to start. The younger, the better, Steve. Yeah, and uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. First off, the injuries here. Like uh, we had St. John Vianney, senior quarterback yeah. uh, Aaron Von Treese. Uh He gets hurt, uh, suffered a neck injury while making a tackle, defending a long pass on defense. Uh, then we've got Marlboro quarterback A.J. Schwartz suffers a leg knee injury uh, during their game at home at Howell High School. I'm sorry. Uh, then we had two uh, two athletes die. Uh, this year, uh, Xavier McCain, a sophomore from Linden. And uh, then also, you know, on a couple of days before that, we had Ali Muhammad dies on September yeah. 8th, a month yeah. shy of his 18th birthday. Yeah. What do you make of all these injuries this year? Well, first of all, uh, prayers and condolences to uh, the families of the young men. And um, it's, you know, Steve, I don't know what to say. Uh, you, sometimes you go through 
years, a couple of years, three years, four years, and, and you don't have any of these. And then all of a sudden, you know, as we've seen in the state, we've had this happen in, in the last few weeks, and, and you just shake your head and you, you try and reason it out so, of course, it can be prevented. But I, I'm not certain of what there is that can be done because there is an inherent risk, as, as we all understand, in a contact sport. We know the equipment has been improved over the years. I don't even want to tell you what when I played we wore. It was kind of it was kind of silly when you think about it. But you know, I ha- happened to have uh, four or five of my high school games on the old 16 millimeter film that I converted to video, so I could watch it and get a laugh. And you know, there's there's a couple of things that stood out to me, and I really don't believe. And I think I played with some really good guys in high school. I don't believe we were as fast, generally speaking, as the kids are today. In other words, I see the kids today train like crazy, almost year-round, most every position. And as a result, I think they're a little bigger, faster, and stronger than we were. Now, you know, I'm not giving anything away because I thought the guys I played with, at least at at Mainland Regional where I played, and certainly at Delaware, were as athletic as anybody I've ever seen. But I think the training has enhanced performance to a point. And I'm also going to put something else out there that today's turf fields that kids play on now, I think enhance whatever speed and strength you have. And there's kind of what I call the trampoline effect by the rubber, the rubber pellets. And I think that that just, we're all, the kids on the field are a little quicker, a little faster. And you know what? They're a little more aggressive. They play hard. And I think that um, perhaps that's what it is. But it's, it's very difficult to say. I can say this, that all the high school coaches I know in this state, and even across the country, it's their number one concern, all right? They want to make sure that everything is done to ensure that, to the extent possible, the safety of the kids that play. Listen, coaches love, the football coaches love football, and they love their kids. Their kids become like their children. and. Right. It's important to them that the the kids have a great experience, but most of all that they have their health. When you're the coach, when you're the great, when you you as a quarterback coach, do you teach the kids how to avoid the hit or avoid, or protect That's themselves, a, or can you even do it? You well, just got to play the game and well, incur the risk. Well, we do do it actually. I have, uh, you know, during the winter and spring, I run a weekly group session for quarterbacks, receivers. And we also have linemen in. And what we try to do is give the kids an experience that they can have that will certainly can't, without the equipment, without letting it go, be exactly what you have in a game, but close to a game type of experience. So we pressure the passer. And, of course, there's no hitting. There's no contact. But uh, we want to teach the kids, the quarterbacks, how to work in a tight pocket, how to avoid pressure, and, of course, when you're avoiding pressure, to throw on the run. So to the extent that it's possible in the offseason, we try to do that. We try to mimic the perform under pressure because ultimately that's how they're going to have to play on Friday night or Saturday afternoon. You coached uh, Jerry DeCaro, and we yes. got his dad, yes. Joe, oh my God. in Milltown. Oh What's up, God. Joe? You're on New Jersey 101.5. 
Hey, how's it going? Uh, how's it going, Matt? Joe, how are you? Good, good. First of all, I just want to give my condolences out to the family. Uh, Absolutely. I'm 16. He's a high school football player, and I can't imagine what those families are going through. But uh, first, I just wanted to give my condolences out there. But uh, I tell you, Matt, one of a kind. Uh, Mr. Pistotti, Coach Pistotti, he's been excellent. My, my son's been training with him on and off over the past few years. Started off in the youth, uh, you know, during high school. Helped him all bases, footwork, passing, running, uh, actually even on the receiving side. So I can't say more about Matt. He has all the qualities, I think, out there that you want in a trainer and a coach. You know, he respects the kids. That's one thing key as a parent. Yeah, is that finding a coach that actually is going to respect your child, uh, and he's not going to be a hard nose. He's out there. He has the knowledge and everything he puts out there. That's so important, making them Thank feel you, respected. Yeah. yeah, really appreciate those kind words, Joe. I've got to be brutally honest with you though. Jeremy, Joe's son, uh-huh. has got his dad genetics. He is just an old school, tough, hard nose. Tremendous athlete, multi-sport kid. He's he's every coach's dream. Uh, Joe's son Jeremy is. Uh, we got Kenny in Somerville in New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kenny. Coach Bastardi, what's up? <laughs> oh, hey, Coach, how are you, man? Good, man. Driving home, hearing your voice. I'm like, wait, I know that guy. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you to admit it. Just don't say anything. <laughs> now, since you coach with me, don't say anything nasty, please. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I just want to say, uh, you know, I, I coached with, with, uh, with Coach Bastardi for a few years, and uh, I learned a whole lot from him in those offensive rooms, um, even going to the QB elite camps and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Coach, miss, miss seeing you, man. Miss uh, you, too. Well with you. Hey, how about we meet up sometime, Ken? Hey, that'd be great, man. You know, tis the season right now, but afterwards, uh, I'll definitely g- give you a shout, man. I-, I hope all is well. With all you. right. Thank you, Ken. It's great to hear your voice. God, Kenny, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Coach Matt Bastardi here, coaches quarterbacks on the high school and college level, talking about the uh, high school injuries we've been dealing with this year in New Jersey. And again, condolences to the families. And any questions, any calls, any uh, anything you want to talk about as far as if you're a uh, if you have uh, sons or daughters playing high school football, uh, this is the number to call, 1-800-283-101.5. I'm going to hand it off to the uh, to the back in the newsroom. 7.30. Now the latest news. 283-101.5, Steve Trevelis. Uh, unfortunately, we've suffered through some devastating football injuries on the high school level this year in New Jersey. And uh, to talk about it, I've got... Uh, Matt Bistardi, he's a quarterback, he's a coach, he develops quarterbacks on both the high school and college level. Among those that he has developed uh, from Notre Dame, Steve Angeli uh, went to Bergen Catholic, uh, Arthur Sikowski went to Illinois. How about that? And uh, Illinois now, yeah. Yeah, and uh, now we were talking about this. You said this is a year-round thing. If you want to be a quarterback, if you want to seriously pursue this, you can't just do it during the high school season. You've got to do it all year round. Well, it's uh, it's a couple of things with that, Steve. The position has become such a high demand skill requirement over the years of, uh, of course, high school coaches uh, trying to replicate what they see the college is doing, and um, you know, 
it's doable, but it's it requires a lot of time. Uh, people just don't realize when they're watching TV, it's like, hey, the guy's open throwing the ball. Yeah, well, he's open, but he's covered, and there's pressure, and you have uh, there's just so many things that that have to be processed to do that. And you know, people have to remember that most colleges practice 20 hours a week. The average high school probably doesn't get more than eight hours a week, if that, of practice. And, of course, at the youth level, I think it's six hours a week in season. So it's a time-intensive, skill-intensive position. And consequently, if you want to be good at it for your season, you have to begin preparing well before your season. There's only one quarterback that plays. There might be three on the team. But, you know, you've usually got eight linebackers, you've got seven or eight receivers, you got four or five running backs, but a lot of them can play at the same time. Only one quarterback, and as a result, it's a hyper-competitive position. So if you want to go for, say, the college scholarship, if you want to advance to the next level, can you do it just by relying on high school coaching? No offense to any high school coaching, but is it enough considering how many players the coaches have to work with and how much time they get to develop each one? Well, I I don't think it is. I, it just It's such an incredible leap to play at any level in college, much less scholarship level that um, again you have to usually begin uh, training at a young age sometime of the year to become the starter on your particular team and maintain that position as the starter from youth through high school and then hopefully when you get into college uh, th- there's an old saying 10,000 hours 10,000 reps to perfection well those are 10,000 perfect reps, not just 10,000, you know, if I go out and throw a bunch of balls in the ground, okay, so let's say I threw 120 balls in a one-hour workout and uh, 15 of them went into the ground. Well, guess what? You didn't throw 120 perfect balls that day. You, you threw a heck of a lot less, and that's what it takes. Uh, you know, there's just story after story I could tell you of the handful of guys that have achieved a very high level uh, you mentioned Steve Angeli. He's uh, currently the number two at the University of Notre Dame. He's a true freshman. He early enrolled in January. And, uh, you know, Steve is unlike anybody I think I've ever seen uh, that I've worked with. And we started uh, when he was in fourth grade. His his mom reached out to me. and um, we Fourth a, grade? Fourth grade. Well, he was going into fifth grade. It was July. I forget the date. July 28th. He was... Uh, in between his fourth and fifth grade in high in school, and he came out, and I got to tell you, Steve, he was six foot tall even back then. I mean, he's six three now, but wow. he came out, long arm kid, you know, lanky, and um, he could throw it. But what I was really impressed with was his maturity. Uh, he was just—he's always been one of the most mature young men for his age that I've ever seen. Uh, you know. As a fifth grader, sixth grader, seventh grader, all the way up through high school, and of course now he just uh, something about his persona is is unique, and and it was really evident early on that he had quite a skill set. Now, he was also a very good basketball player, and um, I think there was a time when he perhaps thought he would have probably preferred to play basketball, but as the couple of years early on with him went by. And he would 
we would get together more frequently, more often. His mother and father would allude to me that, you know, coach, you know, I don't know how much longer he's going to play basketball. So you could kind of see where his passion was going. And, you know, he had some success, actually quite a bit of success. He played uh, for the PAL uh, team in Westfield, uh, outstanding program in that town. And uh, he was, I would go out to see a few of his games every now and then. And, uh, you know, he was, he was just really good. He performed. When you're talking about uh, the, the old days and the, and the helmets and going back to 1980, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the dads, you know, played around those times or the 90s, right? right. But now uh, players are different. You know, uh, you, today, right, you can't, you can't curse at players. You never should, but, you know, now there's a, there's a school being sued over, uh, over cursing the players. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, what used to be three F-bombs in a cloud of dust, <laughs> you have to, you know, you may have to handle Wait the players Wait a minute, hold on a second. One of my players didn't call in and tell you that, did he? No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> but I know a guy. So, so tell me, I mean, how, uh, how is it different handling the players today, handling these kids as a coach than it was when you were being coached? By the three F bombs and a cloud oh of dust. God. Holy cow! Well, I got a good story for this. Okay. Uh, when, when I mentioned how I got into coaching at McCorston High School, uh, the first year I was there, I was an assistant, and then the second year, um, you know, I was I became the head coach, kind of through def- default, as a couple of the assistants and the ex- and the previous head coach left. And, you know, they asked if I would do it, and I was like, sure, why not? I was 23 years old. I had more energy than I can, I can talk about, but I was, I was really into it. I loved the kids, and, uh, but I have to be honest with you, and looking back on that, I, I probably coached more on energy than I did anything else, just, just being, you know, loud, aggressive. Right. You know, I wasn't, I, I really was not the kind to demean a kid. It just, and part of that is because of what I grew up with. Now, I'm not saying, you know, back then that was, that was fine. Listen, it's not that I couldn't take it. It's just that I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to be caught the three F bombs and a cloud of dust thing. That wasn't something that motivated me. And, and so when I began coaching, I don't think I did hardly. I mean, maybe I'm sure I swore once in a while, but certainly not that often. My my preference was to try and teach in a respectful manner and appreciate the effort these young men were putting out in a very tough, tough physical sport. And you can you can be demanding, uh, I think, without being demeaning. Uh, you can be insulting without, you know, being personal or ripping a kid. And I like to think that uh, that's kind of had an effect on me. Now, I got to tell you, my year as a head coach at McCorston taught me that. But more importantly, the following year, I became an assistant coach at Trenton State College, now, of course, known as the College of New Jersey. And probably the, the, the guy who helped me more than anything in my coaching career from what he did and how he coached was Eric Hamilton, who was the head football coach at Trenton State College. And, you know, he recognized right away that I was a high-energy, yelling kind of guy. Not so much cursing, but just, you know, and look, I was 23, 24 years old, and I probably was pretty similar to the other guys on the staff that were my age. But, you know, I'll never forget, he took me aside, and he goes, you know, Matt, your enthusiasm is fantastic, he said. But you've got to remember something here. says we have young men who are in college. They are 
most likely not going to the NFL. And he goes, they need to learn how to play. And you have to teach them. And you have to show them you love them. And you just have to watch that that enthusiasm you have because that could be interpreted the wrong way. And you know what? Absolutely right. And thank God he pointed that out to me. And, uh, you know, it was something that stuck with me Stuck with me my whole coaching career. It was like a pioneer. Yeah. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Any questions, give us a call. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app I recommend. College football, pro football, MMA, golf, and more. Bet the birds every week. Bet Penn State, Notre Dame, Georgia, all your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting. You can bet the action as it happens. How about that? Download the Bet Parks app right now. New users can get up to $750. Sportsbook bonus back. If your first bet is not a winner, Sportsbook and Casino app all in one amazing app. Bet more on the score. Uh, bet on more than score bet. Bet on player performances like who scores touchdowns, yards, and more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app where odd slots, bets, games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app right now. BetParks.com for all the details in this great offer for new customers. All bonus funds must be wagered with this offer. Must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is what Veteran care services. Did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-VETERANS. Steve Trevelisse. Coach, quarterback, whisperer, and guru Matt Bastardi here. No matter where my sons play, uh, you coach somebody, <laughs> either on the team or in the division or somewhere. Uh, Joey is in Cream Ridge. You coached him on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joey. Hi. Hi, Mr. Travelis. Hi, Coach. Hey, Joey. How are you, bud? Good. I'd just like to say... Um Coach Bastardi is the best football coach any kid or uh, high schooler could have. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the sincerity. You're dripping from uh, the mouths of babes. Uh, Joey, you're too nice. Thank you, son. How old are you, Joey? I'm 11. How long have you been playing? How long have you been quarterbacking? Um, Five years? He's, he's ready to be drafted. Joey, Joey, listen, when you become a famous NFL quarterback, you remember and you call me back, okay? Okay. Promise? I promise. And you give me a jersey, too, right? <laughs> Sign <Signed> jersey. <laughs> Took tickets. All right, Joey. Thanks, Thanks, Joey. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Can you stick around? You can stick around, right? I can stick around. Hang sure. out, hang sure. out. We'll do another segment. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Um, no, we got Coach Matt Bastardi here. If you've got any questions, uh, if your sons play high school football, we talked about the football injuries that have been going on in New Jersey this year, what can be done, and uh, just uh, questions in general. Stick around. All Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Talking to you until 11 o'clock. We got Trevia coming up at 10. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. Uh, Johnny Lombardi. Gemini is going to be here. Uh, Justin Gonzalez. He sings a mean queen. And uh, also, Rich Carucci is going to be here. Uh, three comics. 
Bobby Collins coming on later on. Tracy Morgan coming on later on. You'll be uh, playing for tickets to see Tracy Morgan at the State Theater uh, on October the 15th. We're talking about the high school football injuries uh, last hour with uh, elite quarterback guru Matt Bastardi. Uh, started in Delaware, and now he trains kids all over New Jersey uh, for colleges, uh, high schools. And uh, I, I got to ask, when you've got like some of these teams, you know, once upon a time there was this many people. You know, we have this many openings. You made the team. Now everybody plays. No child left behind. As a coach, how can you coach that many kids and give every one of them what they need to progress well, it's it's like, I guess, any pressured job situation is you have to have a plan. You have to delegate responsibility to your assistants to make sure that um, the kids you're coaching, the kids on the team, are getting the reps they need to perform and, of course, to perform safely, too. Hopefully, you know, if, if they're taught proper technique with tackling and blocking and what have you, that um, they will... Uh, they will perform well and they won't get hurt. So it's um, it's it's complicated, Steve. It's uh, especially that high school coaches tend to mimic what they see the college is doing. And you know, in the 1970s, it was for most high schools, I think, turn around and hand off right. 55 times a game. I mean, honestly, it's uh, I see high schools that throw it 40 times a game, not only in Texas and Florida, but in New Jersey. And throwing the ball is a level of complexity on a lot of different areas that requires much more time, much more practice. And it's kind of why um, people like me do what we do in the business is to help, uh, to help um, develop the expertise level in the time that's available. And consequently, we have situations where we do private lessons year round as as the uh, as the young man needs uh, typically what happens and this is funny because when when I started doing this I didn't really think and this is going back 1996 97 I didn't think it would ever grow and become what it's become but you know on the weekends now I'll have youth kids on Saturday who play their game on Sunday they only have a couple of hours during the week that they can practice they want to come out and throw on Saturday, the day before their game. I'll also have high school kids who might not have played in the varsity game on Friday night or Saturday. They want to come out and throw on Sunday because they'll be playing in the JV game on Monday. And really, I never thought anything like that would would grow out of this, but you can understand kind of why that's happened. Uh, again, between the competitiveness of, competitiveness of the position and the skill level required, I don't want to say it's a full-time job for a kid, but you know what? If you're really serious about it, um, you know, a lot of kids can make it a full-time job. And then you have, of course... Now, when you say full-time job, well, we're talking like January... Like, right, you know, right. January all through December. Yeah, like, well, what's, what's a full, like, what's a full-time okay. job in okay. campus starting? Okay, so typically what we do is we have a, a group session. We call it, you know, anywhere from five to ten quarterbacks will work out, and we'll have three of those groups on a Sunday, um, beginning first Sunday in January and going through the end of March, um, pretty much every Sunday through the end of March. 
I have a facility in Metuchen that is a really good size, about 60 yards by 50 yards. And what started it was the quarterbacks wanting to throw. So we would have five or ten quarterbacks in the throw. And then about a year or two into it, one of the quarterbacks said, Coach, can I bring a receiver to catch? And I was like, well, my first reaction was, well, no, you can catch when you're not throwing because you're going to develop your hands. You need to have good hands anyway. But then I thought, wait a second. He's going to be, <laughs> wait he's going to be, throw, he's going to be thrown to this guy in the fall. And, you know, so why not? Well, once one guy did it, all of a sudden, now, you know, for the five quarterbacks, we have 15, 20 receivers. And then the next thing you know, they're running routes. And we were in a gym at the time. So that's all well and good, the running the routes. But then there was not a situation that replicates what they get into the game. There's usually a defender covering the receivers. So, as it so happens, that you know the receivers usually play defensive back as well. So, what happened is it grew into, I need a receiver coach to help with the receivers. And then, I need a defensive back coach because some of these kids, or all of them, play defensive back as well. Now, we mentioned earlier about trying to create a situation where they have to perform under pressure. Well, the, the way to get that is by having a pass rush. So we started bringing in linemen, <laughs> defensive and offensive linemen. And the Bastardi Football well, League well, was well, born. That, well, that, <laughs> that wasn't the intent. But, uh, you know, it's obviously... You need a water boy. I guess I'm ready to bring the water. We try to scale it in a teaching environment. Like, we just want to make sure that when we are coaching the kids, we are teaching them and telling them what it is they're going to do to process the progression of how to read and decide where to go with the ball. That's very important. You have to understand defensive structures. You know, there's the different coverages that you'll see, and when there are certain coverages, they dictate to you as the quarterback where you're going to throw the ball. And, oh, by the way, you've got to do that in less than two and a half seconds. And I, 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 I got to bring up this point. I watch NFL from time to time. I watch a lot of college. You would be surprised at how many times NFL quarterbacks get six seconds to throw. Okay? <laughs> Likewise on the college level, four seconds to throw, four and a half seconds. High school, you got a really good offensive line. You're going to get maybe three seconds. The rest of us who have regular offensive linemen, you're good getting two and a half, two seconds. Well, guess what? You've got to practice or perform under that pressure to be able to do it come the fall when you have your full team in front of you. I got to tell you, my sons look forward to uh, every Sunday with the standing <laughs> appointment. They throw like 60 balls in an hour. They catch, and uh, they played their JV game, and there's Albert throwing to his brother and almost hit him for a touchdown, yeah. but his brother's like Mark Bavaro takes the ball, runs from. But it's But it's, it's just they just love what they're doing so much. They love football. They love the team. They love working out with you. All right, now we're going to have to hit traffic, and I'm going to have to let you go. If anybody uh, wants to get in, in touch with uh, Matt Bestardi for some uh, individualized quarterback guruing. <laughs> what do they do? All right, you can just go to our website. It's EliteQB, one word, dot com, and there's a Contact Us tab on the on the homepage, and there's also my phone number, and you can just reach out, and we talk, and we're happy to help.
All right, we got to get you back in here. I love it, Steve. Thank you so much. You got it, pal. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're ready to work with an agent who does more than put a sign in the yard, Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage will help you get your home sold fast and for the most money possible. Felix was moving out of state, needed to sell his home in Spotswood. He listed the home with Rob and his team for $299,000. With Rob's unique marketing strategies at work, the home sold in just seven days after 33 showings and multiple offers for three. $350,000, which was $51,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and our experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. NJ.com or Google Rob Sells NJ and then you start packing his best traffic. Up to $30,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Listen weekdays 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. with Jersey Cash Code. Enter it on our free app every hour on the hour. There's a new code and a new chance to win $30,000. Info and rules on NJ1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code contest is where? On New Jersey 101.5. As I was saying, uh, tonight, trivia tonight at 10 o'clock. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Uh, you win, you get a pair of tickets to see Tracy Morgan at the State Theater in New Jersey, in New Brunswick, on Saturday, October the 15th. Uh, you know Tracy, he's been in he's been in everything. You know him from Saturday Night Live. You know him from 30 Rock. You know him from um, the OG. Uh, you know him from The Longest Yard. We can go into the movies. Uh you could win tickets to see the show. And uh, I got to speak with Tracy earlier today, and uh, we put this little thing together. Hey. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, Steve. How you feel? I feel good. I feel good, man. You're coming to the State Theater October the 15th for the No Disrespect Tour. Tracy, in New Jersey, we have no disrespect for anybody. I'm going to kill it, bro. I can't wait to get there. I'm going to be as funny as I can be. I'm telling you, man. What makes you laugh, Tracy? What makes me laugh? The truth. I love that. The truth. The truth makes me laugh. Like what? Whatever the truth is. Whatever you feel it is. It's hilarious to me. Uh-huh. The truth about life. The truth about sex. The truth about food. The truth about music. It's the truth. Right? The truth should get no disrespect. Right? We always respect the truth. Here in I don't mean no disrespect. I'm just telling the truth, man. All right, so what are we going to talk about in the show? Everything, man. The same thing I've been talking about, the truth. I'm going to make people laugh. Because I'm going to make... Listen, I'm not, I'm not afraid to challenge people to look at themselves. Uh-huh. Let's take a look at ourselves, man. Let's well, see how foolish we can be. Let's see how funny we can be. I'll challenge you. You know what? If anybody could do it, man, you would do it. You've had a hell well, of... I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Man, so you've been on... If people don't want to look at themselves, then they're in denial. That makes sense. Even that's funny. The denial part is funny. Uh-huh. So you don't got no choice but to look at yourself, man. All right, let me ask you this. You've been on Saturday Night Live, 30 Rock. You did the last OG, which is you. Coming to America, the Amazon version, Scoob, Netflix specials. Tell me, what's your favorite role, Tracy Morgan? I don't really have a favorite role. I like everything I've ever done. I've enjoyed the people. I don't have nothing for the. I don't, I don't have a favorite. 
I love it. It's all different muscles to me. You keep it real. You're always honest. I watch you in 30 Rock, Saturday Night Live. You in The Last OG, man, you're funny. I loved you in The Longest Yard, man. How much fun did you have making The Longest Yard? I had a ball, man. I had a ball doing it. Yeah? I had a ball doing it because I was, I was a transvestite in a prison. So it was fun. <laughs> you guys just seem like you having such a great time making that movie as well as being in the movie. Yes, I did. And Jay and Silent Bob strike back. How cool was that? That was great, man. I love you, though. Kevin is my boy, so we had a good time doing it. Uh, can you see yourself ever? Are you guys ever going to get back together with 30 Rock? Well, that's a question for Tina. That's not a question for me. That's a question for Tina. All right. How about Scoob? What was it like for you doing Scoob? Was Scooby your favorite character Scoob was growing good up? Because I got to work with my daughter. Yeah? And my daughter's my best co-star. And Saturday Night Live, you going back? I've always went back. And you'll be coming back to the State Theater, October 15th, State Saturday Theater. Saturday Night Live is home. Absolutely. So I'll go back with all, whenever my pops throw the bag signal up in the air, I'm there. <laughs> all right, Tracy, we're putting the bat signal up October the 15th, State Theater, stnj.org. Hey, man, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. How about right. that? How See about you State that? Theater, October 15th, stnj.org. Tracy Morgan. I'm talking over myself. I can't believe that. I got to shut up. I got to tell you, last night, history was made. And uh, history was made when Aaron Judge hit the 62nd home run, beating Roger Maris's record. And uh, my good friend, Ricky Ricardo, got to do the call. It sounded like this. Recuerda que velocidad es excelente para Tinoco. Vuelve, swing, ahí va el batazo, profundo por el izquierdo, para parer el jardinero, olvídala, esa se va, se va, se fue, ahí está, al fin llegó, échale sazón, que tenemos un nuevo rey del jorrón, Aaron Judge, el juez, culpable, en la misma primera entrada, voló la cerca por el jardín izquierdo, Aaron Judge, deja atrás a Babe Ruth, y ahora deja atrás a Roger Maris, el rey de los horrores de los Yankees, es Aaron Judge, llegó el 62, y los Yankees están adelante, 1 por 0, Aaron Judge, and record is tuyo. Ah, you still have New Jersey 101.5. Ricky Ricardo with the call, and I got him on the air now. No, senor. Si, senor. Welcome, senor. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Dude, I am so happy for you. I was, I was praying. Please, let Ricky be on the mic when this happens. And there you were. You know, you know in, a, in a rather unfortunate turn of events, yeah. my broadcast partner, Francisco Rivera, Right. Had a heart attack. He's about oh my God. five years old. So Francisco had a heart attack. It must have been in between 59 and 60 on the judge scale. Right. So these last couple of weeks I've been flying solo. I just, I had an analyst, but he does no play-by-play. -play, so I was guaranteed, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I was guaranteed to get both of the calls. Uh, all three, 60 to Ty Ruth, uh -huh. 61 to Ty Maris, and last night 62 to break. Maris's record and the Yankee record and the American League record. I got them all. Uh, and hopefully, and the good news is that Francisco will be back for the playoffs, uh -huh. and he's getting better. But uh, like I said, in an in a unfortunate, weird turn of events, uh, I, I did get to call all of them. It's, uh, you know, Steve, there is no better guy. Mm -hmm. If you had to handpick a guy right. to be the one to break this record, number one, 
They're both Yankee right fielders. They both wear the number nine yeah. on the uniform. Maris wore nine. Judge wears 99. 99. You know, it's just amazing how ironic. There's a lot of uh, similarities between these two guys. The salt of the earth from small towns. You know, Judge is uh, from a little town called Linden, California, where the biggest thing every year is the cherry pie eating contest during the cherry pick, you know, the cherry blossom festival. Oh, wow. Uh, each, each and every spring. It's, it's that kind of, uh, of down home, super Americana, you know, type of upbringing. He and his uh, older brother, who is, I believe he's seven years older than Aaron. They were both adopted at, you know, at, at birth, basically, in their infancy, just a couple of days old. So, you know, these are his parents. Oh, so there's wow. No one's going to tell him that these are not his parents. Uh, like I said, salt of the earth, great people. I've gotten to know Patty, his mom here. She's been along for the ride. I got to meet the Maris family. You know, they spent a couple of weeks away from their jobs and their families traveling with the Yankees to Canada and everywhere that they've gone. So it finally happened. Uh, I'm here at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport right now as we speak, getting ready to, uh, to fly home to Orlando. Uh, the team flew back to Newark. I'm, on my, I'm going straight home to Florida for a couple of days to get a little rest before uh, Eagles football right. on the weekend. Yeah, because the Yankees don't play again until Tuesday the, uh, in the division round. So I'll be home by the pool here in <laughs> Living the Ricky Ricardo life. There you go. Decom I'll be decompressing from all the judge uh, mania here for the next few days uh, before we go back to uh, Eagles football on Sunday. How hard was it for you? And a pleasure to do. Hmm? How hard was it for you? Like, how long did it take you to come up with the call? You know this is immortalized now. You are going down in history. How long did it take you to work on the call? Well, there was only a couple of elements that I wanted to make sure that I used in the call. I, I didn't want to deviate from what my natural, regular home run call is because every one I've called every one of his home runs this year. I think Francisco may have five or six. Right. But of his 62, I think I've done about 55 of them. And I've never deviated from my call. Now they've gotten, and I did a few for, uh, for John Sterling. Remember, I filled in for John Sterling on several occasions this year. And you called did. A of his home runs. Yes, I, I called a, a few of his home runs on the English side, too. So I didn't want to deviate from what my usual call is, but there were a couple of elements that I wanted to make sure I included. The fact that first it was Babe Ruth, right. next it was Roger Maris, and now, all alone, the king of home runs in the American League, the king of home runs for the New York Yankees, the most you know, hallowed franchise in all of professional sports, is this fine young man, Aaron Judge. So those elements I wanted to make sure in the call that I mentioned both Ruth and Maris and his name in the same call. And I was blessed, uh, you know, enough to, because he kind of shocked us. He, you know, for a few days there, I thought for a minute he wasn't going to get it done. And then last night in the first at bat, I had a hunch, Steve. Right. Against an opener. Last night in the second game, the Rangers didn't use a starting pitcher. They went with an opener, a guy out of the bullpen. And so usually guys out of the bullpen are one pitch pitchers, maybe two. Right. So it's fastball or curveball. So, he was going to guess one way or the other. It's either a fastball or a slider. And uh, Tomiko, the, uh, the the reliever who got the start that first inning, challenged him. All the credit goes to Jesus uh, uh, Tinoco. I'm sorry, his name is Tinoco. All credit goes to Tinoco, who challenged him with a fastball, threw him a couple of sliders, but then left the fastball right in his zone, and Aaron didn't miss it. Unbelievable. Ricky, can I put you on hold? i got to do a quick break. Can you hang on for a while? Sure, absolutely. I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, we'll get right back to you. That is Ricky Ricardo. It is uh, 830.
three. The latest New Jersey news. Well, if he's smart, and you know, he's obviously a, a sharp guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's very he's financially well off, from what I hear. And his significant other, I guess, his wife, is a Sports Illustrated reporter for the Dallas Fort Worth Arlington Metroplex sports teams. You know, he covers the Cowboys and the Rangers and the Mavericks and the Stars. So he knows he'll he'll know what to do with the ball. Uh-huh. They had security escort him out of the stadium last night. He's in possession of it. He's no fool. He's not going to just give this ball up. That thing's going to be worth at least at least a couple of million dollars, Steve. So a guy that knows how to manage money, he knows he's got a couple of mil in his hip pocket right now. So Aaron Judge may have to go to to Cooperstown someday if a collector or or Major League Baseball or somebody puts up the money and makes a deal with this guy, then Aaron's going to have to take a trip to wherever the ball is. <laughs> the ball is estimated at $2 million. You know the story of Roger Maris, the guy who caught the ball wanted to give it to Maris, and Maris said, sell the ball to some corporation and they'll give it to me and you'll make some money on the deal. Well, you know what, what happened with that? I, I found out the scoop. The Yankees right. put out a, basically a bounty. Now, we're talking 1961. Right. So the Yankees put out put a price out right. of five thousand right. dollars for the ball. Uh-huh. So he sold he this particular gentleman. I heard the the whole story. I think our buddy Craig Carton was was uh, was on this story the other day. Right. And he got the five thousand uh, dollars from the Yankees, and the Yankees got the ball. But can you imagine? You know, five thousand dollars. If if the Yankees would have would have would have put a price on this ball, I mean, there are collectors out there like you mentioned that are saying. The bidding starts at $2 million. Yeah, $2 million. I, But, you know, uh, back then, 60 years ago, 60-odd years ago, 5000 was a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> it ain't $2 million. I believe, I think his son or grandson was interviewed recently by one of the New York papers. Uh-huh. The gentleman has, has since passed on, if I'm not mistaken, that caught that uh, the Maris ball. And I believe he used the money as a down payment on his house. How about that? Queens. How about yeah. that? So the Maris ball bought bought the uh, gentleman a home, which uh, you know still exists today from uh, from the story that I heard anyway. How's the Maris family with this? No, they were great. Yeah. They were great. I got to meet I got to meet them uh, on a couple of occasions. Uh, you couldn't find any better people than the Maris family. The again, class, salt of the earth, down to earth, humble. You know, remember they've been taken away from their daily lives here. Yeah. No, uh, at no fault of theirs. They've been taken out of their routine for the last month, basically, as, as Judge started to get closer to this. And they've been traveling around the country. They went to Toronto for a weekend. So, you know, they, they've been you know, holding their breath, too. And it finally came in game 161. Uh, Ricky, thanks so much, man. You're now part of history. My friend Ricky Ricardo called Aaron Judge's 62nd home run. Well, not only – well, wait a minute. Before you let me – Had the 61st. Wait a minute. I, yeah. I've got to tell your audience. And, look, I'm a native-born New Jersey boy. Union City. I was, I, I was born in Newark. Uh-huh. Okay? Me too. I was born in Newark and raised uh, in, in all over. Uh, Union City, West New York. Guttenberg. And Elizabeth. And Elizabeth okay? Right. Guttenberg. Okay? Right. Let me tell the audience, as much as I love Steve Trevelisse, maybe my other favorite call, aside from this one, uh-huh. was the C Senor of the 61-yard field goal by Jake Elliott to beat who, Steve? Who did we beat that day, Stevie? Who? who? <laughs> and in closing, I just want to say, No, senor! No, senor! <laughs>
You're the best, my friend. Love you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Stevie. You got it. 1-800-283-101.5. Jersey Radio. Sending a pet to your family. My friends at Pet Center at Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. All right, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Steve Trevelis. Trevi is coming up at 10. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. If you get it right. You, yeah, you could end up with Tracy Morgan tickets. We had Tracy on the radio earlier. Uh, lots of fun doing that interview. I cannot, I cannot tell you. Uh, uh, Tracy, of course, you know from Saturday Night Live. You know him from 30 Rock. You know him from uh, The Last OG. You know him, you know him, you know him. You get to see him at the State Theater, and that's going to be uh, Saturday night, October 15th. Uh, STNJ.org is where you get your tickets. Go to NJ1015.com. Check out the Steve Trevelisse page. Terrorizing Telemarketers, the number one comedy album. And uh, the guys that made it, Jim Florentine, Don Jameson, were in the studio last week, so I got the podcast up from that and the story. Jim Florentine explaining what Hollywood tweeting is. Be careful who you trust. You know, celebrities, they can't wait to advance their brand. Uh, athletes, they can't wait to advance their brand. They can't wait to, uh, to get the word out. But is it really their word? Or is it the word of someone they're trying to impress, perhaps to get a job? And then people who actually trust them end up trusting their word, only to find out their word is total BS. We talked about anxiety early in the week. Um, there's a movement that... People under 65 should be screened for anxiety. I kind of agree with it, and I tell you why, and I bring in a couple of experts to discuss it as well. The More Than Pink Walk at Great Adventure over the weekend. They got the pictures. Bobby Collins coming to Boundbrook uh, Saturday night. He uh, is going to call in later on. And uh, don't forget, we got uh, Gemini, Rich Carucci, Justin Gonzalez. Uh, the, the, the whole has arrived. It's all right. All right. All right. You and me at 11 o'clock tonight, New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. But it's not just you and me, because I brought, uh, like Les Brown, I brought the band of renown in here. I got Justin Gonzalez on, uh, on my left. I got Gemini uh, in the middle. Hey, diddle, diddle, we go up in the middle. And I got Riz Carucci on the right. What movie's that from? Ah, uh, I don't know. How about you? I, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I watched that one. I was born in 1987. I don't know much of anything. Horse Feathers, 1932. Oh. The Marx Brothers. There we go. Groucho, Harpo, Chico. All right, so uh, we got Trevia coming up at 10 Music, Movies, Television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Tracy Morgan tickets. I had an incredible Tracy Morgan interview earlier. Uh, so uh, here's what I'm going to do. Did you know that uh, some schools in New Jersey actually lock students up in quiet rooms? As discipline? 
still? For real. Yeah. When the kid gets in trouble, you know about this? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. They lock you up. New Jersey would require parents to be told immediately if their child is secluded in an isolation closet known as a quiet room. Under legislation, schools would have to phone, email, or text the parent as soon as their child was locked in seclusion. Uh, followed by a full report written within two days. I didn't even know they were doing this. I, I would love it as an adult. That's what I was thinking, man. I mean, wait a minute. Why? I, I want the quiet room. I'm the dad. You know? Anyway, that. I mean, when I was in high school, we were mostly doing that ourselves. Locking yeah. yourselves in the quiet room? Yeah. Absolutely. I find Especially the quiet Especially around room. puberty? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, but I'm thinking about it. I didn't even realize that was a punishment. Like, like, like you're, you're the youngest. How, when you went to school, how were you disciplined in school? So, we, of course, you were given, like, detention. You're always – detention's like the old standby. You had to stay after school to do something, come into school early, and right. miss recess. So what did you do during detention? So Usually you'd sit or you'd have to – we had a teacher who actually made you write the U.S. Constitution. Really? That's what you, that, was, that was your thing. If you got in trouble in his class, uh -huh. and he, he would point right out the door, and you knew you had to go out. There was a chair out there, uh -huh. and there was a desk, and in the desk – was a copy of the U.S. Constitution, and you had to write it verbatim. If you missed a comma, I'll give, I'll give you one. Go if ahead. you missed any of that, he made he tore it up, made you start at the beginning. That's it. You we, couldn't add a comma. Nothing. Great. Yeah. We had a teacher when I, I went to St. Joe's at the Palisades up in West New York, and what we had to do is we would have to fill out the student loan application form from Chase Manhattan Bank. In, do you remember graph paper, the boxes? Oh Write one letter in each little square, and you couldn't touch the edges. Jeez. And that's how we would spend. That would be, that would be detention. That was, that was, I mean, that was like one of the lesser punishments, because in those days, they could hit. Yeah, I went, school, to, I went to Catholic where they hit. Yeah? They would take the ruler. Yeah. The, right. You would have to stand there with your hand out, yeah. and you always would flinch. Right. You know, and then you get a you get hit again. Absolutely, Richie. You seem like you probably got hit. Oh, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> all but the every time. time they hit him, he bounced back yeah, up. Yeah. He was like a weevil. Yeah, we had nuns. They were rough. Man. Yeah, they were tough. Yeah, they didn't mess. Immaculate Conception and uh, Hackensack. Just knowing you now, you were probably worse. When in the school, dude. yeah, I was hyper. They didn't know back then. They thought they could beat it out of you. Oh, you know, well, yeah. What was the I, I got hit by teachers, by nuns, by yeah. priests. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and got in those days, how like if you, you got hit, like how did they? Hit? Oh, all right. Well, well, for one time, I had none that would talk to you while she smacked you. Who told you to talk in class? And then God forbid, right? And there you are. And if you say anything, you get hit more. And if you don't say anything, answer me. And then the other one, we had a nun, Holy Rosary Academy in Union City, Sister Camella. She would actually wet her hand before she slapped you across the face because she knew it made her sting. She made it. And I'm thinking to myself, now that's a woman who made it. If you, if you wet your hand before you slap a kid across the face, makes it sting. And I applauded the research she yeah, put yeah, into yeah. that. That's like oh, yeah. when they beat you with a club and put you in a barrel so you didn't bruise. You know, right? you have to yeah. look Those into were that. the days. So, well, you know, poor Sister that? Carmela. You know, it was, a, it was just a habit she couldn't give up. Uh, Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Right. But right. I want to know, 1-800-283-101.5, what were some of the ways you were disciplined when you went to school? 
Right? In fact, I give, give me a good one. I'll give you a pair of Tracy Morgan tickets. one 800 Old school, new school. Because I guess like the new school, if all they're doing is taking kids and putting them in a closet. I mean, for one thing, it's got to be traumatic for the kid. I mean, yeah. But another thing is, though, then you, you have to tell the kid or you prepare the kid at home. Listen, if you end up in the closet, don't worry about it. Here's a flashlight. Here's a book. <laughs> they, they did that in the Catholic school I went to. They would put you in the closet and shut the door. Right. And, uh, put you in there in the dark. You know, leave you in there for a while. They, they were leaving these kids in there for hours. And these kids are scared to death. This, this is crazy because I heard like like not that long ago because I was I was teaching not that long ago that a lot right. of schools were doing, uh, instead of your, your, your regular corporal punishment, they were doing meditation. So they would bring them into okay. a classroom like this, Meditate. and they would do meditation because usually these kids they were wild. They had all this extra. Oh, so they were trying to like me- give, teach them to meditate to calm them down. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna we're gonna do some breathing exercises and that, and they were in the room. It's like they just took the teacher out and said, "Get in the room." That's better than medicating, I guess. <laughs> yes. I, you know what? I love that idea. You know, I love the idea. Anything is better than medicating. Yeah, absolutely. So like yeah. you know, teach them something constructive. But I mean, you know, we. It's funny because you know, in those days, if you. If your parents found out oh, that you got done. hit, done. They they hit you again. Oh, my father too. Yeah, right. there was no suing. They were like, yeah, hit him again. My my mother was a volunteer at the school, so uh, here's what I, I would get. In, if I got in oh. trouble. First of all, I get called to the principal's office. The teacher would beat the hell out of me. Then the principal would beat the hell out of me. Then they called my mother, would come in in front of the principal, would beat the hell out of me. Then I go home and we eat dinner. Your son pulled a real beaut today. What'd he do? And she'd go into it and then it'd be like, that's it. You don't care, right? What kind of a father are you? All right, you want me to hit him? And I'd get it again. It's like getting jumped into and a then, gang. Then the kids, the kids would be like, oh, you get special privilege because your mother volunteers. <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> How were you disciplined in school? Nelly is in Pemberton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Nelly. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. I went to St. Joe's Grammar School in West New York and high school. You went to St. Joe's at the Palisades on 54th and Broadway? Yes, I did. I was in high school there. Uh, you wore the uniform. Yes, I did. A little more modern, but yes, I wore the uniform. Uh, so what was it like? Am I right? Oh, my gosh. They were vicious, vicious, especially in the elementary school. If you didn't know those prayers, you'd get whacked with the prayer book. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not the way. That's, that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus did not walk the mound with the apostles smacking people around who didn't get the prayers. Exactly. We were petrified of those nuns, petrified. And the parents didn't do anything. They were like, well, you probably deserve it. Because oh, yeah, you know what? The, 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 the nuns, they had them wrapped around their fingers. The nuns would just tell them, right, they weren't going to get to heaven if they argued with them, and the parents bought it. You know it. You know it. It was bloody, I tell you. So I feel for you. <laughs> now, and you know what? So now you have children, Nellie? I have two who went through the public school system, so we're good. Exactly. We're good. They, they had a chance for redemption. They went through public school system. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah, they, they flinched for different reasons. There you go. Uh, Nelly, thanks so much for calling New Jersey 101.5. Hold on, Bruce. I want to give you more time. one 800 In New Jersey, they are now going to pay more attention to uh, schools that lock student ups in, students up in quiet rooms. How were you punished when you were bad in school. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 
1-800-283-101.5. Weather brought to you by New Jersey Lottery. The New Jersey Lottery gives you a chance to win every two minutes with Cash Pop, where winning is as easy as matching one number and Quick Draw, which gives you the chance to win up to a million dollars. Every two minutes is another shot. So play today, because anything can happen in New Jersey. You could find yourself in a room with uh, Justin Gonzalez, Gemini, and Rich Carucci. You never know that could happen. <laughs> you could talk about being locked up in a quiet room. Students in New Jersey getting locked up in a quiet room. This has been going on. And now the, uh, the, the lawmakers who have nothing else to do, God forbid they should be going to lower our taxes, say, we got to pay attention to those kids in the quiet room. So now there's legislation that would monitor that, uh, state collecting data and things like that. I see. I don't even think that's such a bad thing. I don't know what the to get locked in the quiet. Well, because the, the kid, kid is traumatized. He's scared to death. He don't know what's okay. going. On. They're not saying you're going into the quiet room for peace and quiet. What do you mean? Well, you got you're disrupting the class, kid. Right. Now we, we're not allowed to hit you. Right. We can't take you and take your ear and snap <laughs> it, little crazy kid. So we have to you be safe. In the room over In the there. quiet room. <laughs> there you go. Right. right. To go in the safe room. So now, how were you punished? How was a Gemini punished when he was no, a bad I little ventriloquist? I know. I would throw my voice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's horrible. He, one time he threw it all the way to fourth grade. He, he threw it to fourth grade from third grade. <laughs> it got me out of a lot of trouble. I imagine. <laughs> but they, in the school that I was at, if you, like, they would hit your hand with a ruler. Right. You know, and you would flinch, and then you get hit more in other places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a cult. <laughs> the, 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 uh, go ahead. Go. I, well, the only time that we did get in trouble, and I know everybody must have tried this, you know, you, I don't want to get hit anymore, no more. And the kid ran for the window. He goes, I'm jumping with three flights up. And he goes, and he jumps out, and he, he's holding on, and the teacher's like screaming, don't do it, Joey, don't do it, Joey. And Joey goes, you were so mean to us, and he... Let's his hands out and he goes down. The teacher and all 45 children run over to the window and there's Joey hanging on the ledge. Wait a minute. We all got in trouble. <laughs> Joey is this Joey especially. Yeah. Bruce is in Tom's River. Don't bring me down, Bruce. What's happening, Bruce? Hey, I've been listening to you a long, long time when you first started. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bruce. How about you? Okay, back in grammar school in Edison, elementary school. Right. I had this teacher, his name was Mr. Stoller. He looked like the the, the bald-headed guy on uh, Mr. Clean. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had the magic eraser. He used, yeah, what he used to do, if you were talking to a friend next to you and he heard you, he'd come over to your desk, grab you by your earlobe, drag you to a corner, and make you stand there until he said, sit down. Really? I remember him. No other teachers, maybe I remember, because I'm 69. Right. But him, I remember. See that? <laughs> and your ears, have they stopped hurting? Are they, are they no longer numb? He didn't just pull it lightly. It, it hurt. Well, that was the thing. And they would grab you by the, the nuns grab you by the ear, grab you by the neck, yeah. grab you by the scruff of the neck. Ask the man, wouldn't you have rather been in the quiet room? Yeah. Right? That don't sound too bad now, right now. The man is 69 still remembering this stuff. 
You know what's going to happen? They're going to propose legislation to put uh, big screen TVs in the quiet room. So soon there'll be TVs in the quiet room. They'll get massages. Soon, soon there'll be there'll be massages in the quiet room. There'll be uh, there'll be Xbox in the quiet room. You, you know, you know, if they paid attention to the kids while they were in the classroom. You know, and actually help them out there. Maybe we wouldn't have to have the quiet room. The quiet room. You know, I think the quiet. The teachers want to go in the quiet room. (laughs) Ain't that? That's what they want. They're they're fighting. Uh They want the quiet room. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's what it's about. You were talking about the box. We yeah, in Hackensack High School, we had a thing called the box. Right. And the box was a cubicle in the office of the uh, the the principal's office. Was in the same room. Was the box? It was just a square thing. It had wind glass on it. It was a cubicle. Mister Crucius would come. He had a he had a glass eye. They would say the Cyclops after us, and he would go through the whole school and pick up everybody first, second period, homeroom, bring them to the box. Once you were in the box. All day you had to sit in a box. You wasn't allowed to do anything. You weren't allowed to do homework, nothing. Just sit there. And it was packed with people just sitting in a box. A couple of hockey players. Couple, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. NHL referees. He had to sit in a box. That was it. Andrew is in Flemington. What's up, Andrew? Hi, man. You guys are what? Your guests are one hour early. How'd that work out? Well, we figured we'd bring him in here, get him warmed up. <laughs> yeah, you don't want him, you don't want him um, rusty. No. So I got a joke and a story. You want a to joke a and a story. See, Andrew brings material there to you the go. table. You know, some people they bring cookies. Andrew brings a joke. I, I resurrected Mitch Hedberg tonight again. Again. So you know, don't go see my doctor because all he wanted to do was drink my blood. Do not visit Doctor Acula. Season, yeah, that was a good one. All right, I'll give you the season. Yeah. Season he was on earlier. Season, season, season. All right, so what? What? Tell me the story. Like if you want that, I got another one. No, 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 it's okay. You know what? We we, we, don't, we don't deserve two jokes. We're not worthy of two jokes. So, so, so go ahead, Andrew. I love you guys. So I was in fourth grade, right? Yes. Believe it or not, I actually made it. They, they must, Last week. I don't know if they let me. <laughs> okay. I don't know if they let me pass from third grade or what, but in fourth grade, I think it was. Talking back to the teacher, I was sassy back then, as I could still be. Right. And he made me wear a. Uh, he made me sit in the corner, face in the corner, wearing a dunce cap. And it's funny because it didn't work because I'm turned out to be a dunce. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Oh, oh come on. You're no dunce. Huh? You know we should be forced to wear a dunce cap. Uh, Dallas Cowboy defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Anybody that blows a 28-3 to halftime lead in the Super Bowl, that should be the rest of his NFL career. He must wear a dunce cap on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. A Jersey guy, Dan Quinn, by the way. So, Justin, you were telling me about when, so, you, when oh. you were in music school getting punished. Oh, no. Well, I, I went to, a, I went to a, uh, an interesting school. You know, I was public school in Philadelphia. We were called uh, the Gerard Academic Music Program. This sounds very fancy. I knew Gerard Academic. He was yeah. quite the guy. Yeah, yeah quite a guy. Yes. <laughs> But don't 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 let it fool you. We were we for short we were called Gamp. We were just a school Gamp, in South Philly. Gamp. That was it, Gamp. And, and you know and it's, you know I was always. A, Did you a, date a, the Gamp tramp? So, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Did she have a stamp? <laughs> <laughs> but but you know I, I always uh, you know I always would you know be the one that was cracking stuff up. I always had a line. I always had a line. Right. And they and they'd say go to the principal's office. But the principal was the head of the music program. So right. he would just, you know, play songs on the piano for me to sing, and we'd hang out and drink coffee about and, that? and eat snacks. So, yeah, yeah, I really learned my lesson. Let me tell you. You know what's yeah. funny? Like, the New Jersey schools, there's so many Jersey schools that aren't air-conditioned. 
because mm. of the, uh, you know, because they're just too cheap to air condition the schools. The buildings are too old. So, like, in September and June, they sweat their gajangis off. So... I'm thinking like I was saying this on the radio. So like, if you're a kid, go get in trouble because the principals all had box air conditioners. Yeah. Right? The principal's <laughs> office was air conditioned. What are you nuts? If you screw around in class and they said get sent to the principal's office and you're gonna drink coffee with Justin, absolutely, you got it made. Le learn a learn a George Carlin routine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, the seven bad words. Uh, uh, Chad, worst punishment you ever had in school. Worst punishment. Yeah, I what, ever what, had what were some school. of the punishments they'd give you in school? I would get Saturday schools. Like Saturday like, school? Yeah, like where you'd have to come in for like uh, two, three hours on uh, on a Saturday oh. for you know I got in a fight, so I'd have to like go into Saturday school. You Did know? the other guy have to come in Saturday school too? Yeah, that's the thing. You have to sit right next to him. So now the two <laughs> of you guys had beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. Now have to sit next to each other. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, at that time, so the principal could watch. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey... Jersey weather brought to you by Guaranteed Service. For a limited time, Guaranteed Service will tune up the heating system for only $77. Guarantee no breakdowns for the entire winter. Or the repair is free. Call 1-800-GUARANTEED or visit GuaranteedService.com. Steve Trevelis, Justin Gonzalez, Gemini. Rich Carucci here in the studio. Two very funny comedians. Getting ready for trivia coming up. You can win Tracy Morgan tickets, 1-800-283-101.5. New Jersey, uh, they disciplined the students by putting them in quiet rooms, and now they're going to monitor that. How were you punished when you went to school? This is uh, Tom in Lakewood on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Long-time listener and caller. Well, I'm glad you're here. I went to a Catholic school in Newark, St. Columbus. Okay. And I, can, and I can remember they gave us a paper to take home for our parents to sign where they could beat us. Oh, get out of here. They, they gave you a paper to take home? Yes, they did, that they could that they could discipline us. I was hit from everything with a ruler pointer to rulers to drag by my ear to crawl around the floor <laughs> between the desk. But, but there was times when I got even. That's what I'm going to tell you. What'd you do? You know what, SD, you know what STD is? Yes. Well, I would do an STD and clean out the whole classroom. Silent but deadly. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what it was. Did yeah, you see that? So, so like, you would do this after the school lunch, I imagine. I would cut a powder fart, and everybody would be looking. Who did that? Who did that? Uh, you know what? You got to do what you got to do to get even, Tom, right? Powder fart. I keep that smirk off my face. Uh -huh. and, them nuns, and them nuns, they move so fast when they came on you. You could hear the rosary beads that were hanging on their sides, clinging together while they were coming together. It was, it was like it was, it was almost like they had no feet, like they floated on the floor. It was terrible. That was part of what happened when they became a nun. See, it was different. Now they're not like that. Now they're nice. You know, it's a whole different story. But back then, man, oh my God, that part, that part was well worth it. <laughs> How many times have we had that said about us? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Yes. So basically, here's the deal: the New Jersey would require parents to be told immediately if their child is secluded in an isolation closet, go into the isolation closet of their own quiet room. Under legislation, uh, the bill follows uh, an advanced media report. An NJ advanced media report in June found at least eleven hundred fifty students. Students, hold on. <coughs> 1,150? Uh, wow. Yeah, typically those with disabilities have been secluded in such rooms in the state. 
You know, I, I was a teacher, and I got and I got to tell you, I remember one time a kid showed up late to something that we were doing, and and we said, no, you you, you can't come on the trip. You you're obviously late. We're about to roll away. That's it. We actually had to stop the buses. And, and put them back on because again we couldn't leave them alone i don't yeah. understand how are they putting kids in a classroom or in a, in a room by themselves yeah that's yeah. Yeah. trouble right I, that, that's, that's nuts <clears throat> uh let's see sharon levine senior director of governmental affairs and communications i lost my voice <clears throat> says uh, it's a first step but more is needed i can't believe they could do something like that I, I, I'm still going to say I don't think it's that bad. I, I really think, don't. Think I don't think it's, it's bad, bad, but I think they, they leave put themselves a, open. A kid, I mean, uh, if anything should happen to the kid yeah, in the quiet room, absolutely, that's a okay, problem. You got to have like somebody, like a monitor or somebody in there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. What 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 do you think's going to happen in the quiet room? I don't know. Well, man, well, we're not got, in well, the quiet room. I mean, well, you got somebody who's in there who's scared. Right. Okay. I mean, what you got to do is you have to condition the kid to let them the know door, there's, door excuse open. me, nothing to worry about. And well, it takes all the fun out of the quiet room if yeah. you leave yeah. the door open. All right. Then it's not quiet. Then it's not quiet. Yeah. Okay. It's I leave noisy. it a little crack. I think what we got to do. I think what we got to do is we got to make Bobby Collins the quiet room monitor. Hey, Bobby. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, how you doing, Bobby? Good. How are you? What's got a little crack? Uh, we're talking about the quiet room in New Jersey. How, well, Bobby, when you were a kid, what did the teachers do to you when you got, well, you were a bad Bobby? Well, I wasn't. I was a good Bobby, but uh, what, they, what they did to the other kids was they sent them down the principal's office. And then? And then you didn't see the kid. They called his parents, and they got suspended for a day or two. You know, foolishness. Oh, that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, like, see, today, the principal's office in the hot weather is the only one with the air conditioning, so kids want to be sent to the principal's office. Especially if she's pretty. Yeah, they're going in, they're going in just to, just to get themselves in trouble. Bobby and I are going to be at the Burkhart Theater Saturday night. This is Bo Bobby, I don't know if you remember me. I work... Gemini. Uh, yeah, I opened for you in Florida somewhere, and I still got your book that you signed, which was a great story, uh, Bobby. Thank you. Great and yes, I do remember you, my friend. Oh, okay. And it was a great night, but I, I, I still have that. And I'm trying to think. I don't want to make up something, but it was a nice gesture, you know, signing Thank and everything. He's got, you know, Bobby's got a special needs daughter. Yep. And he wrote a book about it. I and you know what? I, what's great about Gemini opening for you is that if you ever lose your voice, Gemini could just, you know, sit <laughs> off stage and throw it. And he could Not fill in for you. Are you stand on stage. No, he's amazing, Bobby. <laughs> he's amazing, Bobby. So, Bobby, what do you find funny about New Jersey? Oh, I love New Jersey. I love it. Nobody, nobody goes to the beach. They all go to the shore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Down to the shore. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. And it's got more diners than I've ever seen in my life. And I grew up in New York. And Jersey, anywhere you go, pull off. I'm hungry. Let's go get a pork roll. Pork roll. <laughs> now, nah, Taylor Ham, Bobby. Taylor Ham. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Yeah, he's, okay. <laughs> he's in California now. Don't, what do you miss? You're living in California, right? What, what do you miss with the Jersey food? Don't you wish you had some out there? Uh, absolutely. California, the, the most white, privileged, entitled Range Rover people you ever met. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, my God. You got to come to Jersey. Hang with us. He's going to be at the Brookhart no. Theater. Go ahead. And you... 
and you got Easy Pass. Here, the wor- these people here in California should have helmets. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. They'll be driving, and then you're driving behind them on a highway. Right. And they go, oh, I think I'm going to go in the left lane. And then you, then they go, no, I changed my mind. I'm going to go in the right lane. I'm driving behind them from New York on. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to go in a circle. Oh, no. Uh, pick a lane, any lane. Hi, right, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Saturday night. You, me, Eric Potts, Brook Art Theater, brookarts.org. Going to be a great show. Bound Brook, New Jersey. Bound Brook. Bound Brook. Bound, the Bound Brook, New Jersey, and it's the Brook Art Theater. And I'll see you then, my friend. I look forward to it. Jim and I, a pleasure to hear you, buddy. Hey, same here, buddy. Thank you very much. Okay, you. you know. <laughs> you got it, guys. Headlines and Treblines coming up. Jersey News. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Sitting in the studio with Justin Gonzalez, Rich Carucci, Gemini, and uh, the one and only Kyle Forsini, which can only mean one thing. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Treblines. I read the news today. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. All right. What the hell is going on over here? I almost forgot that I had to do this part of the uh, segment. We always do something that happened on this day in Jersey or something related to that. And actor Kevin Spacey, who was born in South Orange, New Jersey, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on this day in 1999. Uh-huh. And I would assume that that star has since been removed. My favorite Kevin Spacey. Remember a show called Wise Guy? It was a show with Ken Wall plays uh, an undercover detective in the 80s. And Kevin Spacey played a guy named Mel Prophet. Uh, it was a, it was the villain over like a seven episode arc. Tell you, he was in that movie Magic. That's the ventriloquist. Oh yeah, What's oh yeah. <clears throat> what are you gonna get around the freaking microphone? Okay, he's off in the background. All right. The only thing that I can think of Kevin Spacey from is, I was going to say, like an actor who's known for one great TV role. I know him as Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, never, I never watched House of Cards. Such a great series. Like, is there anything else that he's bigger than, bigger than that role for him? Uh, on television? No. No. I mean, he, well, did, he, he's, he did a lot of movie stuff. He, I mean, uh, you're talking... Um, K-Pack? Uh, K-Pack's great movie. Yeah. They're American Beauty. Yeah. Great you know what movie. I liked? It, 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 came out, it came out after everything went down, though. Rebel in the Rye. He played, the, it was in the J.D. The JD Salinger story. Mm. And it's an amazing, watch it. It's an to. amazing movie, an amazing story. All right, what else we got? Uh, okay, quickly. So, uh, New Jersey star topped the list of actors who dropped the most F-bombs in movies. And Gemini? I wanted, and I, so I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to give you guys one guess to see if you could guess the actor. The actor He's a New Jersey dropped, actor. A New Jersey actor who dropped the most F-bombs. Joe Pesci. Bingo. Whoa. Joe hey, Pesci. That's like, that's like a yep. softball. Joe Pesci, uh, the movie comes with an error. There was 251 F-bombs came from one single film from him, and it was Casino. Uh. Casino? I was going to go Goodfellas. And he's, yeah, just Casino light. Or, you know, actually, Casino good. Casino is Goodfellas light. Well, there was 241 in that specific movie alone. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this circulating on social media. That's where I originally saw this, what mm-hmm. I'm about to tell you guys. 
We've talked before about sporting events and some awkward things that have gone on there. There was couples caught in the acts of sex a couple of times in ballparks going around uh, the country, right. specifically in Toronto, and then a little bit more PG, but a man was slapped after proposing with a ring pop to a girl at a Blue Jays game, and I think this happened just like two days Wait, ago. Wait, what happened? I don't know if this was a staged video or not, but right. so I saw this on, I think it was Twitter. A guy is with his girlfriend, and they're like hugging each other, whatever, and everybody in the crowd's oh, watching the him. Cam? Kind of, because they're they're in the aisle of like where you're walking down to your seats. They're standing like on the steps, so people are looking at them. And then the guy turns around from the hug, and he gets down on one knee, and he's got like a, a clear thing where a, a real ring could be inside of what he has. Right. And so he gets down on one knee, and the girl's all excited. She can't believe it. She's like about to start crying, and he opens it up, and it's just a ring pop. So oh. Which flavor? <laughs> oh. So choke. That's why he gets mad. <laughs> And then so the girl just straight up smacks him in the face after that. And now oh, that's what makes me think she was it's diabetic. No. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes me think it's staged because stuff like that is for social media. It's well, like now you know, they're trying to make money on TikTok, and it's right? videoed right the whole thing. So I don't know how how true it is, but yeah, there's bizarre turn of events there. You know, I yeah. I, yeah. I I got divorced and I started seeing a new gal. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about if things got serious, you know, well, how would this go? You take and, it to a ball game? And, and, no, no, just, please look at me. I, do I look like I do anything with the sports balls? No. No, no, no sports ball for the me. Sports but, ball. But, uh, but she, she said to me, she goes, I, I don't want anything fancy. Honestly, if you want to propose to me, I just want it. I want it to be like maybe in front of, you know, some of my friends and family. But do it with a ring pop. And do that's how I knew. Really? And that's how I knew she's the one. Yeah. Really? <laughs> she said, it's got to be cherry, though. Cherry. It's got to be cherry. Yeah. That's it. Right. She, so I know the flavor. Well, I know that's the brand. because she's, she hasn't been married yet. <laughs> For the show that asks the musical question, what else do we know about New Jersey? It's Jersey Trivia with your host, voted the most trivial man in New Jersey. I'm sorry. That's Trivial Steve Trevelis. Thank you very much, Mr. Dennis Pardell. And what a show we got for you tonight. It is Trivia. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. All you got to do is get it right, and you will get, yeah, you, a pair of tickets to see Tracy Morgan at the State Theater in New Jersey in New Brunswick on uh, Saturday, October 15th. is an 8 p.m. show. Tracy Morgan, a great conversationalist, acclaimed actor, and a comedian. And he's coming to the State Theater, recognizable from shows like 30 Rock, Saturday Night Live, The Last OG. He was in G-Force, Coming to America, The Longest Yard. He played a, uh, he played a transvestite. Uh, for tickets and showtimes, you visit stnj.org. But you don't have to worry about that because you can win the tickets. And what we're going to do is we want people, we want to pack this theater. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you the easiest questions we could possibly find. On the music, Justin Gonzalez. Hello, hello, hello. With the easiest questions Easy. we could possibly find. Easy. On the state of New Jersey, the great state of the one and only Gemini. I got easy ones. The easiest questions that Everybody. we could possibly find. Blank Jersey. That would be a tough one. Uh, <laughs> we have we have uh, handling the movie category. The one and only Rich Carucci. Yeah. And uh, he's got the easiest questions that we could possibly find. I'm handling television and uh, New Jersey 101.5. And you want to talk about easy. New Jersey 101.5. So if you like Tracy Morgan, if you're thinking about liking Tracy Morgan, if you've seen Tracy Morgan, you know what? I wonder what this guy must be like live. Call tonight. 
We got you covered. And uh, we start things off as we always do with a song uh, from Raymond from Rockaway. Buonasera. Buonasera. And hello to your lovely guests. Uh, I guess they they becoming Cameron. No problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, they bring it every week. Every week they bring it. They leave it outside, yes, but they bring it. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I hope everybody's in good health. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, so what are we singing tonight? Oh, uh, this is a new song which I, I used to love. Oh, yeah? One, two, three. All of me. Why not take all of me? Can't you see? I'm no good without you. Take my lips. I want to lose them. Take my arms. I'll never use them. Your goodbye left me with eyes that cry. How can I get along without you? You took the part that once was my heart. So why not? Why not take all of me? Yeah, that was beautiful, Raymond. That was all of you. Oh, my God. Fantastic. All right, Raymond. Are you ready? What is your category, my friend? Uh, music. Music. Of course. Okay, 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 okay. So we're going to go with a nice Frankie Valley question for you. Frankie Valley's last solo hit was what? Was it Swing the Mood, My Eyes Adored You, Grease, or I Left My Heart in Newark? <laughs> I left my heart in Newark. Raymond used to work in Newark. I would say number two. What was number two? Number two was My Eyes Adored You. Oh, Grease? Yeah, that was absolutely right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to uh, Jim is in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jim. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Uh, just laying there with a new hip. I got a new hip. A couple you weeks really got a new hip? So when are you going to be on Dancing with yeah. the Stars? No, I'm not dancing nowhere. Oh, okay. Be laying down watching Dancing with the Stars. Well, yeah. All right. What is your category, my friend? Uh, whatever you want. Your pick. No, no, no. You got to pick. You got to pick. All right. 70s. No, no, no. <laughs> tonight is tonight is trivia. Jim. Music, uh, movies, television. Music. What was it? I thought you said it was music. No, no. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Ah, uh, New Jersey. All right. Hot steaming cup of New Jersey. Okay, you ready now? We're rooting for you, Jimmy. Okay? We are. We're yeah. all sitting here uh, holding hands. Candle lit. All right. You heard him. We got uh, candles lit and everything. Uh, all right. The I believe you. Okay. Well, we're lying. The first almost intact dinosaur skeleton was found in Haddonfield. There it is. Haddonfield. That is amazing. I knew you knew that one.
You got to get up wow. pretty early in the morning I to forge him. I think I told you last time that actually my, my buddy yeah. uh, is actually the the sculptor who has did the, the sculpture of the dinosaur in Haddonfield. Wait a minute, the dinosaur is the bones, right? It, it is, but well, he, how do you sculpt bones? Uh, it, you have to have an imagination. No, no, no. But I mean, but wait, these are the actual bones, right? right. Well, he, well, they they found the bones, and, and then, then what did he do? And then, so what he did sculpted was, the bones that they found. <laughs> No, there there was an artist who, based on the bones that they found, right? They they deduced what the dinosaur would look like with flesh and all that, and so he was the sculptor who took the two D picture and then made it into the the beautiful uh, metal sculpture. That's a oh, it's right a metal sculpture. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. sculpture. Right? Is it one of those deals like the steel where it goes when you touch it? <laughs> Hmm. It does not. It does no. not. But it's a. I've, I've, uh, it's nice to take your picture with. So head on over to uh, to King's Highway there. Does in, it do uh, like the Flintstones? Go. As you get near it, anything like that? No? Pops its head through the, the roof of your car. So yeah, is your a... gasoline at Sinclair? No, 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 no. All right. You got to remind people of the Sinclair. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, you got Jim in Hamilton. Uh, Pete's in Ewing. What's up, Pete? I feel like I just got out of Facebook jail, pal. How you been? I've been good. How about you? Hey, I'm above the dirt. Rather be above it than below it. All right. What's your category? <laughs> TV. TV. Oh, that's me. Hold on. All right. Let me see what I got yeah, here. Let's see the works. Uh, hot, let's see. Hot steaming cup of television. Let's see what we got here. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh... Uh, yeah, I got that one. This is biting radio. This is. I'm telling you, this is what I'm doing here. All right, hold on, hold on. All right. In the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld, by what name does the owner of the restaurant refer to George? Bastanza, Castagna, Cartwright, Seinfeld. Cartwright. Yeah, yeah, there's man. He knows his stuff. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. I got two open slots. You want to jump on. Tracy Morgan tickets going out. He's going to be at the State Theater October the 15th. You could be in the State Theater watching him October the 15th. He is one very one funny guy. If you've seen Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock and uh, all the many movies he's been in, the Amazon version of Coming to America, etc., etc., you would know that. In the studio, we have got Rich Carucci. We have got Gemini. We have got Justin Gonzalez, and we also have New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Congratulations to Archie Berko of Voorhees and Mimi Ryan of Hell. They just won the Jersey Cash Codes on New Jersey 101.5. You want to win up to $30,000 in cash? Listen, weekdays, 8 p.m. to 5 p.m. with Jersey Cash Code. Enter it on our free app. Every hour on the hour, there's a new code and a new chance to win. Info and rules on nj1015.com. The $30,000 Jersey Cash Code Contest on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Travel Ace. Trevia! Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. And we uh, broke into the prize closet, got the good stuff. Pair of tickets, see Tracy Morgan at the State Theater in New Brunswick on Saturday, October 15th. 8 p.m. show, Tracy was on earlier. Justin Gonzalez has the music. Ow! And uh, Gemini's got the New Jersey. And Rich Carucci's got the uh, movies. I got the television in the New Jersey 101.5. And Scott is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? 
I'm good. Last time I called in, I uh, I think I called in for Artie Lang tickets and just didn't happen to receive them, so I'll see my luck now getting the Tracy Morgan ones. All right, man. What's the best thing to happen to you today, Scott? Uh, I woke up this morning. You woke up this morning. All right, that was it, huh? Take them. We'll take them. Yeah, right. life, ain't, life ain't promised. I just went through quadruple bypass. So. Oh, oh, Scott. You got, like yeah. the Mets, you got heart. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Lay off the some, bacon. I need some laughter. Well, all right, well, this is best this, medicine. Exactly, laughter. We will get you. We will save you having to buy the drugs. You will have the laughs. What is your category, Scott? Uh, let's go with TV. All right, TV. And this is for a man who had a uh, triple bypass. So we got to do everything that we possibly can to uh, to put him in the show. Okay, here we and go. You said quadruple, right? Quadruple? That's correct. Oh, oh quadruple bypass. Okay. Well, in that case. Well, I, I did have a question before you asked we'll before you we'll ask him. So you said that you didn't you didn't receive the tickets. Did you did not receive them, or did you not answer the question correctly? I didn't receive them through the email or anything else and tried getting in touch through the radio station and couldn't, which I'm oh. not trying to blue. I just, I didn't receive them. Oh, no. I don't, did you win them? Yeah, I won them, yeah. It was uh, the question for uh, the guy in Hoboken. The, the, um, this the was game. many, many years ago. It had been already lying. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey, really nice of you to ask yeah. that on the air. Like about a year ago. Artie uh, Lang might uh, not have shown up, so... Yeah, that was it. Right, okay. Artie's doing very well. Yes, all right, all right, here we go. Here's the question. This time you're going to win. Okay, ready? Name the character that Neptune's Danny DeVito played in the sitcom Taxi. Was it A, Ricky Ricardo? Was it B, Major Nelson? Was it C, Louis De Palma? Or was it D, Oscar Madison? Uh. Let's go with D. Oscar Madison. Sure. No, senor! No, senor! He no, could senor! possibly have won this. Nelson, Nelson Young. <laughs> Nelson Young. Nelson Young. Call back to last week. Sorry, guys. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Don't upset Somebody answered that Ricky Ricardo. Give the Ricky Ricardo answer one time. I know. That's like it's a trick question. I know. And if of all people to say Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> That's actually Ricky Ricardo. Uh, to be more positive. We like to be positive on this show. Uh, let's go to Rob in East Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Louis De Palmer. Louis De Palmer. Oh, yeah. Too late now, man. Uh, you you know, load on that one. I only got one question for you. What the hell are you doing? Impossible. <laughs> all, right. all right, Rob. Uh, you've been studying all week, right? Uh, every every night we listen to you, Steve. Every night. You're the best, Rob. What's the best thing happened to you today? Got a chance for Tracy Morgan tickets. Right. Yeah. He, is. he knows. He knows how to answer the question. All right. What is your category? A big hot steaming cup of 101.5. All right. Hot steaming cup of 101.5. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I want you to tell me the New Jersey 101.5 personality who ran for Congress. Would that, would that be Dennis Malloy, Bill Spadia, Jeff Deminsky? Of course it's Spadia. Of course it's Spadia. He's running and running and running. All right. There you go. 
All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going to Lynn in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lynn. Hi. How are you all you guys doing tonight? We're doing good now that you called. Oh, yeah, that's the right thing to say. There you go, right? We rehearse. So have you had a good week, Lynn? Yes, the week has been pretty good. How about today? Was that good? Yes, yes. I went to the dentist and got a good checkup, so that's the most important thing. The best thing that happened to you today was going to the dentist. Well, yes. you know, getting a, getting the result of a good yes. checkup, no cavities, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. I like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, like, we used to be yada, yada, yada. That was blah, blah, blah. My wife does that. Oh. And blah, blah, blah. Well, can you translate blah, blah, blah? What? But then she does, and it takes hours. Of course. All right, so on and so forth. Okay. All right, Lynn, what is your category? Oh, uh, I'm tempted to take TV because I knew the answer of the Louisa Palma. But anyway, I think I'm going to go with New Jersey. I'm better at that. All right. All right. We'll, nice we'll cup of New Jersey for, for, for Lynn in Hamilton. Right. The right. stuff we say for friends and relatives. Lynn in right. Hamilton. My name is Bill. When I take my teeth out, it's Phil. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a write that down. <laughs> All right, here's an easy one. Okay, what city in the United States gets the most cars stolen every year? Is it uh, Camden, Flemington, Union, or Newark? Think of where the airport is. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to say Newark. All right. Oh, my God. God. All right. You've got to get up pretty early in the morning to fool in from Hamilton, as I always say. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Jiffy, hold on. we got uh, two open slots. You want to jump on, you could win the Tracy Morgan tickets, the coveted Tracy Morgan tickets at the State Theater in New Brunswick, Saturday, October 15th, 8 p.m. Acclaimed actor and comedian Tracy Morgan is coming to the State Theater in New Jersey. Recognizable from shows like 30 Rock, Saturday Night Live, The Last OG, I knew when he was in the first OG, and movies <laughs> like G-Force and Coming to America. And didn't have to across the border to do it. For tickets and showtimes, visit stnj.org. It is uh, 1030. Now the latest New Jersey news. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trebleys. Looking at a picture of myself and Uncle Floyd for October the 8th at uh, the Knights of Columbus. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. If they want to go 745, I'm totally open to that. Just, just, just so saying. Okay, so, yeah. uh, Gemini is here. He's got New Jersey. New Jersey. So if you want a good question, just go to New Jersey. Go to, where, where do you get all the good stuff? New Jersey. Rich Carucci's got the movies. Justin right. Gonzalez got the music. Yes, I do. I got the television and the New Jersey 101.5. And you get it right. You get Tracy Morgan tickets. That's uh, Tracy Morgan. You can get the tickets if you have to buy them. STNJ.org. At the uh, State Theater New Brunswick, COVID 15th, Jiffy is in Manalapan on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jiffy. Hey, Stevie. How you doing? What's up, guys? Doing good, buddy. How are you? Good, thanks. All right, Jeff. What's the best thing happened to you today? 
God woke me up. God woke God woke you up? That's a pretty good alarm clock. Wow. <laughs> I like that, man. You know, I don't know if God's got the time to be waking me up. <laughs> Let him sleep. All right, Jiffy. What what is your category, my friend? I gotta go with Gemini. Oh, <laughs> so many do. Well, I'm I'm very glad that uh, God woke you up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was good because that's were... the hardest question you ask me every time. Is what happened today? What? Okay, all right. They're only going to get difficult after this. <laughs> uh, you know, you'll beg for how was the best thing to happen to you today by the time we're done. Well, maybe God ain't going to wake you tomorrow. <laughs> 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 maybe God will say, "Let him sleep." <laughs> Give an hour. <laughs> all right, all right. Here you go. Hold on to your hats, everybody. What is the New Jersey state flower? You know, after two twenty twenty one. What is it? Is it roses, um, pussy, willow, uh, marijuana, or <laughs> violets? Violets. You're the winner. Hey, 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 look at this. All right, win is to the left of me. Win is to the right of me. And Maggie is in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Wake up, Maggie. We got something to say to you. Wake up, Maggie. I got something to say to you. I like Maggie. Maggie Raymond, knows how to harmonize, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> it's late September, and I really should be back at school. It's late September, and I really must be going back to school. I know I've keep you amused, but I feel like I'm being used. <laughs> I feel like I'm being amused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Maggie, uh, what is your category? Uh, choices again? Oh, uh, the choices. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Uh, uh, television. Television. All right. All right. Here we go. Television. Wrong one. All right. Here we go. Television. Uh, all right. Here we go. I want you to tell me Tony Soprano's mother's name. Is it A, Livia, B, Conchetta, C, Maria, D, Angelina? Conchetta. No, Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. I should have made it keep singing Rod Stewart. (laughs) You wear it well. All right. Uh, In Avenel, we have Mike on New Jersey 101.5. Hiya, Mike. Hi, John. What's going on? Not much, buddy. How you doing? I'm all right. You having a good day? Not bad. I hit a hundred dollar scratch off earlier. You hit a hundred dollar scratch off. Oh, sure. Yeah, I feel bad. I'm only giving you concert tickets. I mean, seriously. Nah, come on. All right, all right. Uh, what what is your category, my friend? I'm a Jersey guy, Gemini. Gemini. Look at this. They don't even say now. He's got his own category. They don't even say Jersey. They say I want Gemini. He's got a following here. He's my dude. Uh, say the thank, rest of us are just thank you, the guy. Here, you know? I hope to see you soon. Yes. Ready? This. Yes. Okay. The site of the 1916. You know. You know what? That's the long one. We want to give you something that yeah, the New on. Jersey state motto in 2021 is "Live and let live, love it or leave it." When all else fails. <laughs> Tax it. 
or liberty and prosperity? Oh, what's the, the New Jersey State? I don't line? think any of those are correct answers. <laughs> no, no, no. One of them actually is. New one, Jersey is the Garden State. Right, but right. what's the, what's the, yeah, the? Which one do you think could be like something? Live <laughs> and let live. Something. <laughs> live and let live. Okay, that's just one of them. I mean, Paul maybe, McCartney, right? Wasn't that a uh, <laughs> James Bond book? <laughs> love it or leave it. I don't know if that would be. Hey, a love it or leave it. No, are you sure? What would keep? Give him the rest of the clues. Okay, love it yeah. or leave it. Right. Or when all else fails, tax it. Right. I, I don't know if that would be on your license. And the next one yeah. is liberty and prosperity. I'm going to go with C, tax it. But it should be. I feel bad for him. Everything's taxed. Wasn't liberty and prosperity two of the Ballantine three rings? Wasn't it? No? All right, let's go to... Not anymore. Let's go to Rob in Brick on New Jersey. 101.5. Robbo! What's up, Steve? How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. How are you, my friend? Hanging in there. Everything's good. Did you have a good day? Yes, can't complain. What's, Busy. A, what's the best thing happened to you today, Rob? Talking to you, Steve. You had a miserable day today. <laughs> <laughs> right. what, what is your category, Rob? 101.5. You guys are the best. Ah, there we go. There we go. Completely, completely unsolicited. <laughs> All right, here we go. I want you to tell me mm, the New Jersey 101.5 person who was once a Hooters girl. Oh. Would that be Judy Franco, Jill Myra, Jen Ursillo, Kylie Moore, or Big Joe Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, B? The B or D? B, B. Oh, Joe Myra. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! She was captain of the Notre Dame cheerleading squad. Yeah, right, right. Just, just throwing it out there. Uh, that'll be my next week's question. All right, <laughs> let's go to... Uh, oh, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Carolyn and Debla. Dennis and Judy. What do you like? Tree 3, 101.5. Steve Trevelis. It is Trevia. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. Justin Gonzalez has the music. Gemini has New Jersey. And uh, Rich Carucci has the movies. I got television and New Jersey 101.5. Richie, pull that microphone down a little bit. There we go. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's go to the lovely and talented Carolyn in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good, thank you. Did you have a good night? I did have a good night. Oh, yeah? What's the best thing that happened to you tonight? I woke up. You woke up at night? That's All right. Sad, no, I woke up this morning. All right, so what happened after that? That was it? Not much. Yeah, I know. That's why I come on at, I come on at 7 o'clock at night, give you time to get bored. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is your category, Carolyn? TV. Oh. All right, here we go. From the television Name three shows that starred Michael Landon. Collingswood's Michael Landon. Ooh. I have no idea. I'll tell you what, let me give you multiple choice. 
Okay, that, that that'd be great. I give you multiple choice. Okay, let me see here. The multiple, the, the multiple, the multiple choice. Uh, <laughs> you, you watch Seinfeld, right? No. I was just making. I was just making conversation. I was going to give you that. I mean, anybody give you that? Right here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Newark-born rapper Ice T had a reality show with his wife Nicole Austin, but he's known for being a detective in what show? Columbo, Law and Order SVU, Beretta, or The Rockford Files? Law and Order SVU. Oh my God! That's a Christmas miracle. Love all those shows. Though. I was going to yeah, say yeah. Colombo. Isn't it funny, though, like uh, when you get guys that have done Law & Order and you're emceeing a comedy show and they tell you, don't forget, use my Law & Order credit. Like, <laughs> Would that be like the worst comedy credit ever? <laughs> so who was the guy? There was a guy, Ar Artie Fleischer? You know, uh, party Artie Fletcher. Party Artie Fletcher, right? Yeah. Here, don't forget my Law and Order credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you may recognize him. He had the chalk outline yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah. him in the first five minutes. <laughs> I, I love seeing my friends on at comics. Yeah. I love you. They're oh, man, Joey Gay's on like five episodes. Yeah, I was talking <laughs> to, and it's always a homeless guy or a mentally deranged person. Right? Cadaver number six. Really? Yeah, yeah. The party Artie guy, he was, he was a stiff where they just pulled out his toe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a true story. Get out. You know what he did? What? He wrote his name on the toe. Get out of here. <laughs> like what he used to say, Dick Wolf saw something in me. That's what he used to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was his, right. that was his big one. I love that. Let's go to Kathy and Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Good. All right. What's the best thing? Doing? I'm good. What's the best thing happened to you today, Kathy? Um, we went to Wheel of Fortune Live in and we won a Wheel of Fortune keychain. All right, oh, all right. Went oh. twice in one day. What did you have to do to win the keychain? <laughs> uh, have the right color wristband on. <laughs> and they gave you the wristband when you walked in. Yes. All yes. right. All right. All right. Would you like to buy a vowel? Or I can give you a question. <laughs> Right. What is your category? TV. All right. Look at this. You guys don't even need you tonight. I'm doing all yeah. the heavy lifting over here tonight. Huh? All right. Here we go. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Uh, no, not that one. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, tell me. What? What nickname did Hawkeye and Trapper give Frank Burns? Hefferhead? <sighs> Beaver Breath? Ferret Face? Llama legs. Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, Hefferhead? No, that did. Oh. She spun the wheel and it came up back. She won once today. She, you never really, you know, you don't want to get too full of yourself. She'll be expecting to win everywhere she goes. That's Walk true. into the candy store. Can I have the winning lottery ticket, please? Deborah is in the Berg on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Deborah. Trenton, New Jersey's in the house. There it is. It's tough fitting that town in this little room, but we did it. All right. Yeah. Are you having a good Hi, day, Deborah? Hi, Justin and uh, and uh, Johnny. Is it? Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. And Rich. And Rich. Okay. Oh, okay. And Deborah. And you, Steve. Steve. And, oh, thank you, Deborah. By the way, Justin, what uh, the what uh, you're this is Spanish, right? So what country? Are you? <laughs> uh, uh, America. The, the country actually. of Mount Holly. <laughs> my, the, uh, the United Republic. <laughs> so, so my, my, fa my father. I'm Honduran and Polish. 
No, my 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 father was Puerto Rican, right? And my my mother was, and and my mother was Pennsylvania Dutch and Lithuanian. Wow, really? So, so you know what that makes me? Wow. I was going to say no, it makes me confused mostly. <laughs> yeah, really. Right? <laughs> I'm hearing a Polish. So what you have like? What you have like Spanish noodles? I mean, so, you, I, you know, I, I was the only or? kid in kindergarten that knew how to salsa and polka. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> he's got his own material. I like this. All right, I went to Puerto Rico twice. I loved it. Oh, and they, and they let you out. Oh my really? goodness. Really? Deborah, I got, I got to go now, Deborah. <laughs> so I got to have to ask you this question really fast. What's your category, Deborah? I'll go with, um, uh, let's see, television. Television. All right, here we go. From the television. All <laughs> okay. uh, right. Tell me, if you will. Uh, freaking Seinfeld. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Which O.J. Simpson lawyer came from New Jersey? Oh. A. Johnny Cochran. B. Robert Shapiro. C. Bob Kardashian. D. Masha Clark. Masha. Um, I, I think it was Cochran. Let's just, just say Cochran. Is that who you're saying, Johnny Cochran? Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're so sorry. Deborah from Chambersburg. Justin, where are you going to be? I am going to be uh, in Philadelphia this weekend. I'm actually this, uh, yeah, this Saturday. I'm with the Marian Anderson Historical Society. We are doing a gala concert performance of the Gershwin Opera. Porgy and Bess. So right. uh, be sure to check that out at justingonzalestenor.com. And Gemini? Um, just, uh, we have a couple of things, fundraisers. Yes, there, just do. helping out some awesome causes. Just GeminiComedy.com, and we'd love to, to guide you to the right place. Steve, you're with us. Great Saturday, show. Yeah, Saturday. Uncle Floyd and Al Kaz and wow. Bobby Gonzo and the Knights of Columbus. Uh, it's always, it's, a, it's a really cheap ticket, too. It's not expensive at all. No, because like they decided it. they just want to do it for the laughter. Exactly. You know, so we're coming in. So why are they doing me? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Steve is very good. I'm very sorry, good. my head. Johnny, say that again. What was that? I'm sorry. Steve is excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Awesome. Very, very, very funny. Very, but, and he's funny. Oh. And yeah. uh, Rich? I'm going to be in the Jackie Mason musical during the New York City really? Comedy Festival every Sunday in November at Caroline's, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's part of the New York Comedy Festival. So wow. we've got a nice part in the uh, musical. It's going to be yeah, great. All right. Congratulations. Nice. All right. Until tomorrow. <laughs> Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.